Welcome, everybody, to your least favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin, today joined by Aaron Larsoul on a special Monday edition of The Hook. Uh, Friday, I believe I'm going to be taking the day off. We'll see. We'll see if there's an Anthony Irwin show this week. But this week, you know, today, as we're talking right now, I'm talking to Aaron, hot off of the Lakers' first preseason win since 2020. Aaron, is there is there anything like, you know, and, and I know we we try to just kind of stay even keeled here and we try to just, you know, woosaw our way through through the season. But do you think I would have <laughs> been judged for, for streaking last night? No, I think you're well within. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I your new son had gone two weeks without uh without a a laker preseason victory in his life and you said there was something about avery right that that she had not it had been some time for your daughter as well so yeah i think as long as you were not in front of them i think you would have been well within your the the majority of my daughter's life so she was born in august of 2019 um which means she might have caught a lakers preseason win then um but since that that preseason uh, she had gone, you know, the the majority of her life without seeing a Lakers preseason win, um, and and yeah, poor Miles has gone all of his life, yeah, never having experienced the beauty of a preseason win. Um, it was going to get there like like uh, my fandom, my Cal football fandom. You know, <laughs> I just want a Rose Bowl before I die, which I'm not going to get. It was it we was starting to get in that territory for your children. It's you know they they were they were always asking me about it, Daddy. Daddy, <laughs> when will we see this preseason win? And and you know what? I, I told them you just gotta stay patient. You just gotta, you know, gotta keep praying, gotta keep sending those positive vibes out there, and one day you'll get it. And lo and did behold, you, uh, did you pop a bottle last night? Multiple bottles. What are you talking right, about? Okay. I had I had okay. one bottle to drink. I had one bottle to just pour all over the house. Yeah. I had I filled the tub and bathed in champagne last night. It was incredible. <laughs> well, I still in your office behind you. I still I see you still have the plastic up. So um, yeah, it's just it's just from, from the spray and the goggles. You know, yeah. I think I think I said this the other day on the show, but like preseason wins and losses don't matter unless they do, <laughs> right? And it's 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 always good to win game. It did. It felt good last night, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Yes, the process is more important. The team has looked good in the somewhat limited time that the real guys are playing. The team has looked pretty good and then has gotten demolished in the second halves when you know yeah. some of the, the end of the rotation, end of the bench guys were in. But it does feel different to win, right? Even though like it doesn't yeah. actually mean anything different, it feels pretty good to win. I think Darvin Ham pretty well when he said that he didn't want the Lakers to get accustomed to losing. Right. And you could argue that's what happened last year, right? Yeah. Like, like, it was just like, oh, and, yeah. fuck it. You know, and then and then they started the season, you know, kind of treading water in an early stretch of the season. It was like, ah, whatever. And then the season took a downturn. It was like, oh, well, so long as we're in striking range of the playoffs. And then, in, well, so long as we win the preseason or the, the, the play-in game. And it was like, well, on to next year. <laughs> <laughs> shout, so, out, shout, out, shout out Cooper and the Austin Reeves juggernaut talk yeah. in the Slack. Right. And shout out Roger's a good team in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it turns out uh, there, it turns out there wasn't. 
<laughs> there was most certainly not. Turns out there was not. Uh, though the core is back, but but we'll we'll go ahead and and I do want to highlight. I there are some things like even though the Lakers are technically well literally one and three, um, I do think there's quite a bit. I touched on it on the lowdown. I know Jacob and Honey spent some time on what they've liked in preseason to this point. Um, and I'm going to try to stay away from the rust trait. Like he is on the roster. This is the roster for at least, I would say the first 15, 20 games of the year. Russ is on the roster until he isn't. So here we are. Right. One way or the other, you know, um, whether it's, whether it's trading, whether it's the end of his contract, whether it's nuclear Armageddon, like whatever it might be. Um, Russ is on the roster for the foreseeable future. And we have to analyze the roster as such. Correct. And, and, you know, just, I guess from this point forward, just keep it in the back of your mind. Like everything that we're saying, I don't want to have to keep having to repeat it. Yes, they are a trade away from this roster making sense, but we still have to analyze this roster. And I still think though, that like there is, some stuff to like here there, there I, I think uh you know there there aren't very many players who haven't at least shown flashes of yeah that that makes some sense there i like i like what we're seeing there mm-hmm. um starting with and i think honestly well no i'm gonna oh no, you're actually, walking it back no, before no, you no. say it you're walking it back no well i think there are two well three major stories so far this preseason. Okay. One that I think can kind of go without saying, and it's like LeBron looks like LeBron. So like that's, that's, I think the most important to this point. Second, most important is that Anthony Davis looks like Anthony Davis. Maybe more important than LeBron looking like LeBron is AD looking closer to AD than we saw until like he got back from his first injury last year right we went months before we saw this version of anthony davis and then you know the third story and it's kind of what i wanted to start on is kendrick nunn wow i mean like like legit wow this guy uh he's playing better than he looked in miami like this isn't even better than we saw him in the 15 minutes or so before he had the worst bone bruise in the history of bone bruises last year uh he looks like for all of the is Russ going to start is Patrick Beverly going to start is it no Kendrick Nunn has been the Lakers best guard I think fairly obviously I mean Russ has been pretty damn good too but yeah um I think it's more like I I think it it's kind of what's right in front of you and because you didn't get to see it last year at all yeah lowered expectations fair it does like you know make you (laughs) take notice no yeah, he has. He shot the ball well. You know what makes me jump and take notice is he's coming around screens and he's shooting and it looks natural. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> he comes oh, okay. off of a screen, he goes up to raise up, and you're like, oh my God. That's like with every he's, other he's guard. A, he's just a plain good he's a good offensive player. He, yeah. he he always has been. Um and he can do a little bit of a quite a few different things. He's a, obviously a competent shooter, can shoot off the catch, off the bounce. Um yeah, he's good. He's just yeah. plainly a good basketball player. Um, you know, the defense that's gonna take some that's gonna it's gonna take some work, but well, yeah. uh, offensively, he's been really good. I uh that and, to me you know, is LeBron, even more go ahead. Go ahead. Good. No, uh, LeBron, I mean, LeBron looking like LeBron is 
yeah, I mean, part of it is how much of this is preseason. Um, but I think we're, we're going to get more in the next couple games here of more of a regular rotation, Coach yeah. Ham has said. So how much of that is preseason? But, like, that's the one yeah, I just always say, like, I will believe on – I will <laughs> – I'm never going to bet on LeBron's downfall, and I will believe it after I see it, not – I'm not going to predict any LeBron downfall ever because you're just always wrong. At some point you'll be right, but you're just always wrong. I think. I hope somebody AD just AD isolates looks- that. I hope somebody just isolates you saying at some point you'll be wrong, but you're or at some point you'll be right, but you're just always wrong. I hope somebody just grabs that audio out of context and says, Aaron to Anthony always. What <laughs> 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 we're eight and a half minutes in here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think AD looks a little heavy still. Um, and mm-hmm. I think he looks a little heavy still. But his game, um, yeah, I mean, he had that like condor out of nowhere volleyball spike block uh, at the beginning yesterday. I know you love this. He has been playing a good amount of time without another big on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, I think I and I and and Coach Hamas said this. I think the starting lineup, the starting lineup has been different in all of the preseason games so far. Um, part of that is holding guys out, but part of that is wanting to see different combinations. Um, a lot of you know, whatever two thirds of the team is maybe more than that is new, uh, this year, plus it's new with Ham. So, wanting to see how all those pieces fit together, it's actually maybe maybe it's 80 percent, three quarters, or 80 percent of the team. Um, Wanting to see how all those different pieces fit in different combinations and in different scenarios, I think is important and is good use of the time in preseason. I I agree with I, you know, there's been some people critical of wanting to see Russ and LeBron and AD play more together mm-hmm. um, and being critical, especially of that. given how much end that way. But I, I don't think it's a problem because I think there's going to be more going forward. I, I th- that last part uh, before we quickly move on, but like, after hearing LeBron and AD and well, Russ didn't say this as much, but especially LeBron was like, we need minutes together. We got to get, we got to find ways to get reps together. And it's like, okay, yeah, great. There's a preseason, great opportunity for it. Well, yeah, but actually we're going to rest a lot. So, but I, I it's also like, there's a balance that you have to find. Yeah. I do. I do think they're going to, well, I don't think (laughs) we've been told they're going to, it's going to be more of a regular rotation the next couple games. Do you have, either a favorite lineup that you've seen or or a combination of guys that you think is going to be their best lineup? Yeah. I have one off the top of my head just in case yes. you want to wait a second. No, I do I do have one because I was just I just had this conversation with somebody that has influence over this sort of thing. They asked mm-hmm. my opinion. Um I'm not going to say who, but so I have one ready. And my answer okay. was AD LeBron and Pat Bev, period, in ink, those three. Okay. I think the two out of the next three can be somewhat matchup dependent. It mm-hmm. can be who is playing better. Um, but those two out of those three would probably, in most scenarios, come from Russ, Reeves, and none. Pick two out of those three. Okay. Uh, is that a fair answer or is that a cop out? No, I mean, like, some of this is going to be combination. Like, we don't I have enough data to, like, definitively most, say, most like, this nights, is the lineup. Frankly, most nights it would be Russ not in the closing lineup. 
So most yeah. nights, I think it would be Reeves, Nunn, Pat Bev, LeBron, and AD. But I would be open to Russ in one of Nunn or Reeves spots. So there's your five, I guess. Yeah, I that was... So I have two uh, possibilities, I guess, there. I would go... The one that you're talking about, I think, makes the most sense, right? Uh, Pat Bev at the one, Nunn at the two, Reeves at the quote-unquote three, LeBron... NAD rounding that out. You have shooting, you have creativity, you have um, some, you know, you you only have one quote unquote bad defender out there in, in none. And you have a bunch of other guys who, you know, go range from, well, at least he knows where to be in Reeves's case to those guys know how to defend and will get anybody in line around them as they try to defend. Um, that being Pat, and LeBron and AD. So I, I, I like that, that closing lineup. That's probably going to be what I'm going to be looking for them on opening Aww. night to close with. Hey, Figueroa, we barely, we barely knew ye. He was, he was, he was waived today. Oh man. Around two whole days. And the Lakers have signed guard Bryce Hamilton. Just popped up on my phone. I um, just, oh yeah. I, uh, Spears has that one, right? Yep. Mark J Spears. Um, all right. Uh, but yeah, the other, the other lineup, and this one is kind of out of left field, but a combination that I would like to see is swapping out none for either none or Reeves for Gabriel. Like if, if the Lakers want more size and more athleticism out there, I would go Pat either Reeves or none, Gabriel, LeBron and AD out Mm -hmm. there, or LeBron and Gabriel and AD out there. Um, if you're going up against, you know, the Clippers who have multiple, you know, big, strong wings, if you're going up against who else would call it? Like if you're playing Milwaukee and and Milwaukee has a bigger lineup out there, that would, I think, make some sense. Um, Gabriel obviously isn't going to space the floor, but given what we've seen from AD and his ability and his confidence in spacing the floor, I think that is really noteworthy. That was something that I talked about in last night's lowdown. And then um, I just I I like the idea of Gabriel and Pat Bev just fe- feeding off of each other and just bringing nonstop like <laughs> cocaine induced energy like it's just <laughs> easy easy well people, people are gonna get the wrong idea easy um, maybe not induced but I'm gonna say appearance I'm saving you from yourself here <laughs> we'll just <laughs> well, leave, it, leave that alone I'm saying induced you from implies that they took uh-huh, it but like. Uh-huh. If it's if it's the appearance of them having taken cocaine, then they didn't have to take it. They just look like they're running around like they a are. lot of energy. How about that? It's going <laughs> to be a lot of energy from those two. So a couple things. One, one of the the secrets to the AD five LeBron four small ball lineup is that it's not small anymore. It's mm-hmm. like in the NBA in twenty twenty two. That's not small. That is like AD is a center sized guy. LeBron is a four sized. Do you guy. think? I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think it's a, I think it's small at the other three positions. Pat Bev is small. We were talking about none. He's small for a two. Austin is small for a three, um, both in height and in build. We'll see. I mean, Austin has put on some weight. We'll see how much of that translates to functional strength uh, and the ability to be able to hold up. Because you're right, Austin is not a bad defender he can get pushed around and people were having some pretty good success going at him 
Um, yeah. At first, it was like a talking point that everybody tries to go at Austin and they and they fail. That wasn't the case. Yeah, and then they stopped especially failing. towards the end of the year. Um, but that could be, you know, this is his first time playing that many games and that often and all of that. And he's going against grown men, and he was not one yet. So that's one thing. He's I, pretty it, close. What, he's like 22, 23. Yeah, but he's playing against. He's not young. <laughs> he's playing against grown men that have been in NBA weight programs, which are very different than yeah. let me get this lift in before I take calculus. Yeah. The NBA weight program is a very, very different. Do you think Reeves took calculus? Thing. I have no idea. Um, he's a smart guy. Sure. At some point, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what I don't I don't know what the, the requirements. I don't, Arkansas high schools are aren't they the worst in the country? I believe they're the worst in the country. Uh are not between them and like system. Alabama. Yeah. Um and then yeah, I don't know what it doesn't matter what he took in college. We're getting far <laughs> field here. So did you take calculus? You had to have. Uh you're an econ guy. Take, did I ever take what demo? What guy? Aren't you an econ guy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh no. What'd you I think never, I said? I never, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I was, I was concerned. Um, <laughs> Me too now. No, I did not. No, I didn't. I didn't. I never took calculus. Um, but, okay. So now back to Wenyan. So I don't think it's necessarily you need size in that, in that group because teams tend to play smaller anyway in closing lineups. And that group isn't really small. It is small on the wing guard, but um the other thing about Wenyan is I don't think he's going to be playing as a wing or as a like there are there are people I think in the he's building. their second best center. Okay. There are people in the building that agree with you. How about that? Yeah. Like I, <laughs> there I'm, are sorry, people, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to my large adult son Damian Jones, but like he uh I will say this. I, I mean I think there is some argument. There is no argument AD is the team's best center. There's no argument yeah, against that's, that. Yeah. I think there is an argument whether it's Wenyan if he's their second best center. I don't think it's an argument that what from what we've seen so far this year, he's their second best center. He has played in his in his time. He has been better than Thomas Bryant and uh, and Damian Jones so far. Yeah. Is is that just definitive? Make him the second best center on the team? Maybe, maybe not. But he certainly has been. He has certainly played better than those two. And there are people in the building that would say the former that he is just better than those two and is the second best center on the team. Yeah. Brian. So I don't think he's going to be playing much wing is what I'm telling you. Even yeah. like, um, even as a three, four, I don't think he's going to be playing much there. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I guess I'm trying to fill those wing minutes through necessity. Like, especially as we find out that Troy Brown is still a ways away and they won't even put a definitive timetable on it. Like, that reminds me of a certain injury situation last year. Um, and so, and, and then, you know, from there, they don't have anybody in that six, no. six and up range. That's no, it. But those, no, but like, again, the same, the same conversation as the Russ conversation, the team is what it is. Sure. And you are going to have, you're going to have to play those guys. So what is your answer? Like, are they wing size traditionally? No, but what the, the answer is going to be Lonnie Walker. The answer is going to be Austin Reeves. The answer is going to be JTA. He is more of a big man-ish game than a wing game per se, but he is at least a wing-sized guy and is yeah. not going to get pushed around by, you know, real wing-sized guys. But the team is what it is. So who are the wings on this team? Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker. GTA-ish. I know. ish I'm agreeing with you. 
I'm saying that because of the way that the roster is put together, if they go up against a big wing and don't want to use LeBron and AD on that player all game, and if that big wing is taking advantage of the size that they have over Pat, over Lonnie, over Austin, over Juan even, like the only other guy that you have there is 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 Wenyan. And I sure. think in, in those in those minutes against those kinds of matchups, I think that's where I would have him in my closing lineup just specific, or maybe not even my closing lineup, but like, you know, as an innings eater at wing, I think he would, a, a winnings eater? Sure. Winnings eater? Wing sure. eater. Yeah. <laughs> I am definitely a wing eater. <laughs> I'm not going to say that that shocked me. Oh, man. You know what I've found out here? Like drums or flats? Uh, probably drums. I think I like drums better. But I, I, for some reason, hadn't had this back home. But the combination of like regular buffalo sauce and lemon pepper is the best thing that has happened to my Wait, tongue. Wait, so in a long the time. best thing that has happened to my tongue in a long time? Yeah. Do you mean the like the lemon pepper seasoning and then uh, like a dry a dry wing that would be lemon pepper and then the buffalo t- sauce on top of that? Well, right. They toss it in the buffalo sauce, and then they they add the oh, lemon pepper sprinkle? after the fact. Yeah, oh, then they sprinkle oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think if you if you like air fry it after that, then that's when you really get the magic. Because then the mm. yeah, it all just goes. Oof, man. Mm. Now I'm hungry. I just ate in and out. Now I'm hungry again. So thank you. We're getting. I don't wings know. I might. Jen. I might. Yeah. I, I might think I might. I might make some wings tonight. That sounds. That sounds like a good idea. I might yeah. make some wings for the uh, for the uh, for Monday Night Football. There you go. Um, all right. So. So yeah, I, I the reason I wanted to have this conversation about um about lineups and and kind of a starting slash ending point here is as this is the roster, you have to start to look at what the rotation is going to look like. And if the point of all of this is to get your best group out there as often as possible, or or at the very least in the highest leverage moment as often as possible then that's your starting point. Like that's how I, that's how I always begin when I'm putting together a rotation is like, all right, this is the group I need to optimize. This is the group that's going to get me the best chances, you know, to, to, to really either catch back up or, or, or widen the gap, whatever. So I think the starting point there is those six or seven guys, you know, that we talked about, Pat Reeves, Nunn, AD LeBron, and then maybe Wenyan. There's there's your six. You're not you're not putting Wenyan ahead of Russ. Stop it. I'm fine. So seven. So you have you have seven guys. There's your there to me are the seven guys who I think have to be a part of the rotation. And now after that, you have three guys, three spots essentially for Schroeder. You have Lonnie. And is there, who would you say would be wound out your, your, your 10th spot there? Oh boy. Um, I think it's probably JTA. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's probably, well, I mean, we didn't mention a, a center at all other than AD. So for me, for me, this is, this is just me for me. Damian Jones is ahead of Thomas Bryant. Okay. That's that is just me. So he's your eleventh guy then. Yes. Um 
Brian. And again, a lot of this, a lot of this goes back to how much, how much is he going to be asked to, how much is he willing to, and when with AD at the five or Mm -hmm. not, not even just AD without Bryant or, or, uh, or Jones on the floor. That's going to be another question because if he is going to play again, and I think Wenyan's going to play minutes at either four or five, that's where his minutes are going to come from. So if AD is going to be playing half his minutes, uh, 60% of his minutes at, at center, then you don't really need both of Jones and uh, yeah. Bryant in the rotation. Right. Um, if he's going to play less than that, then there kind of is a rotation spot for both of them. Because LeBron's probably going to play some minutes at center too. When you, if he, if he's like in the rotation regularly, as you're suggesting, then I think most of his minutes are going to come at five also. Um, and then you start looking at other things. Like I think there is a spot on this team not in the rotation every night but you know 10 minutes a night most nights i guess i would say for swider because he just i mean he didn't shoot it he hasn't been shooting it well but he has just an irreplaceable skill that nobody else has he just is a flamethrower um shout out matt ryan he, right. <laughs> yeah i was just matt, gonna say <laughs> shout, out, shout out matt ryan but yeah uh, Matt Ryan uh, and Swider, man, I just I respect the shit out of the way that they play. They know what they're out there for. They know what their best thing is, and it's just like if the ball is in their hands, they're looking for a way to get it up. <laughs> like oh if, yeah. yeah. If the yeah, ball yeah, is in their hands, they are finding a way to try to get that ball oh, yeah. on the rim. It's, it's getting up there. They're getting. They're getting. They're going to get them up. Yeah. Get them shots up. So yeah, I mean, I think I think what I think the way that you're looking at it is a, I think that that is a good way to look at it is. Who, on most nights, who is my closing lineup? You start with those guys. Who are the next handful of guys that I know are going to be in the rotation? They're in the rotation period every night. And then you can kind of build from there. We still don't know who the starting group is yet. Which yeah. is going to be an interesting question. I What's tough so, about the starting I, stuff? I still suspect it's going to be Pat Bev, Russ, LeBron, AD, and... I, for me, it would be Jones, but I haven't been thrilled with either one of them so far. But I still think it's Pat Bev, Russ, LeBron, AD, and one of the one of the centers. I still think. I don't well, actually. We're what are we tomorrow? We're uh, a week away, so eight days away from yeah. opening night. So uh, in Golden State on ring night to start the year, and then probably on Thursday against the Clippers back here at Crypto. I think that is going to be your starting five. And again, but I've said this a lot. I think there is a quick hook on Russ, and I think there's a quick hook on both centers or either center. So I don't know if we'll get much past those first couple games, but I think for the first couple games, that's what you're going to see to start the game, at least. Yeah, I we'll see. I I agree with you on Russ. I don't necessarily think I agree with you on Jones slash Bryant. I, I just think they have been so clearly like when you have as many guards who need to play as the Lakers do, you mm-hmm. almost have to start three of them in order to find minutes for all of them. I mean, that's fine. You know, <laughs> that's <laughs> fine. But now you're basically just saying like AD, you are a full-time center and well, no. Cause like you could, you could, your first sub could be one of either Wenyan 
and he plays quote unquote center because the way Wenyan plays center is fairly similar to the way that Jones or uh, to to the way that Thomas Bryant plays center. Like they do a lot of the same. Wenyan's just more athletic, I would say, and capable of getting up and down the court. So if AD doesn't want to rim run like that, then Wenyan go be a gazelle. You know, just go go. I mean, do there is another difference do. in that Wenyan Gabriel is like athletic, but he's six nine, and Thomas Bryant's a big boy. Is I, I think is is Thomas Bryant like a legit? I don't even think he's, he's a legit seven foot. I think he's no, like six, but he's ten. But he's a big. Six, he's 11. like he's thicker and weightier yeah. than than Wenyan. So, but then which the just means becomes, that AD feels it more when he bumps into Bryant in the key. Like, <laughs> so then the question becomes though, if you are going see part of part of the issue is that it is tough to play two traditional bigs well ad is not a traditional big but if yeah. ad shoots it like he did last year which i don't think he will i think he'll be better yeah. but it's hard to play with another like non-shooter yeah so i can see that if if you're gonna start ad which i at center which i, I do not suspect yeah maybe you can bring in one of the guys as the first guy off the bench and then Russ goes, you know, you kind of alternate that with Russ because there just isn't enough space. Yeah. Um, Pat Bev's a good shooter off the catch. None can too. If you're going to, if those are your three guys, um, but it's going to be, the spacing is going to be a little, uh, well, that's what we talked like that. You know, it was, it was weird how many people took issue with the tweet, but like, that's what I've said is that I, I have thought that the Lakers have outplayed, every team that they've played against, especially in the first half, right? When, when the main guys have been out there, I agree. The, the Lakers have been better than everybody that they have played. Um, the issue, and, and I think that wasn't always reflected in the score because of the Lakers struggles shooting. That if, if the Lakers had more shooters out there more consistently, that like eight or nine point lead that the Lakers have been carrying against most of these teams would turn into like a 13 or 14 point lead. Or that, like, I, I know that they've gotten up double digits before, but it's always been, like, 11 or 12 points. That could jump up to 16 or 17 points. And that that's a pretty big difference in, in, in like, one half of basketball that we've, seen from, that, that we've seen from these teams. Like, I'm a Vikings fan, and yesterday they thoroughly <laughs> out— Yeah, I know, I know. But yesterday they literally had the best start that I have— almost ever seen like since Randy Moss and that group um I have not seen the Lakers or the, the the Vikings start as as efficiently and as dominantly as they started against Chicago but and then but then they go conservative then Chicago figures out you know they sit on some of Jefferson's routes and and lo and behold the Vikings wind up losing that lead that 21 point lead that like so a Vikings 21 point lead is like a chiefs 35 point lead, you know, that like the chiefs are so much more explosive. Those two more possessions. Cause the Laker, the, the Vikings missed two field goals yesterday. Mm -hmm. the, instead of missing those two field goals an actually explosive offense just produces two more touchdowns and that game is over, you know? And I, and, and like with the Lakers, I kind of, I, I would kind of compare it to that constipation that the Vikings experienced in it, like after that 21 point lead or the 21 to three lead like it's just there's a cap on on how dominant the lakers could potentially be on some of these teams and that's why i would say like 
given the way that Nunn has played, I think he needs to start because of how well he shoots it. Bev is out there, and the reason he fits as well as he does because he is good on the catch and shoot. Um, and if you get two of those guys and Reeves out there, and Reeves, I, I, Reeves isn't the shooter. I don't think many people consider him to be, but it's kind of like... No, the just because re- he's white doesn't mean he can shoot. Well, right. Well, but that's the thing, though, is that like... so. Last year, he was getting challenged defensively because he's white. But I think he also gets more attention. Partially. Well, but... but Also because he's an undrafted rookie. Sure. playing against, like, real NBA players. But and they're also... Gonna, they're going to test him. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm not saying... <laughs> I'm not saying him being white has nothing to do with it. Yeah. I just don't think that's the primary factor, like it is everybody assuming he's a good shooter. But he... But but he, that... So it, it kind of works both ways, though. Like, the assumption... Like, he might generate more space than he actually probably should because he's white. Just... It's just the fear... So, no, yes. <laughs> he has more gravity. The fear of him. Yeah, right, yeah. right. He probably has... He, he, he probably generates more gravity than he probably should at this stage of his career, in part because he's white. And and his, look, his shot does look like it it should go in more often than it does. It just doesn't go in as often as uh, it probably should. He's not bad. He's just yeah. kind of, you know, it's not. Yeah. he's not a non-shooter, but it's not... He was at the highlight of the year last year. The, the, the single best moment of the year last year was him making a jumper to win in Dallas. Yeah. That was the, that was the highlight. And it looked What's clean. That? And it oh, looked yeah. clean, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but anyway, yeah, I... I I, I just think, all, you, know, just, you know what it is for, with you? It's like, I mean, you want Russ gone, but it's really all roads lead to AD at center for you. I mean, that's I mean, what it is, right? What do you want me to say? Like, I want the Lakers' second best player to play in a spot that makes him the best version of himself. I think that's really important. I'm not saying you're wrong. You know? <laughs> I'm just saying like we could save all this back and forth about like because the the focal point of all of your lineups is AD at center. Period. Well, especially because like what we've seen from Jones and Bryant doesn't give me much confidence. Like it'd be one thing. How dare you give up on your son like that? I'm not giving up on him. He's grounded. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he took his PlayStation away. <laughs> Go grab a couple fucking rebounds. You can play PlayStation again. Like, <laughs> but, not, yeah. not loud on his iPad anymore at night. <laughs> my actual daughter just shat in my dog's crate. So, like, we talking about being but grounded. Now. We are, but, but no, I'll yeah. The potty training sucks. It's the it's the worst part of parenting. Okay. It is just far and away. If anybody listening is a potty training expert, and I mean an actual expert, I don't need what worked for you and your kids, but an actual expert on how to do this shit, please hit me up. Like, please, I'm begging. My daughter just shat in my dog's crate. Please, I'm begging. (laughs) When, when people that are not, that don't know me particularly well are not my family members or my closest friends ask me why a man of my age does not, (laughs) is no longer married and doesn't have kids. I will just play it's because that of minute sentence. of audio. <laughs> yeah. I have one screaming infant and I have another shitting toddler. Like, this is just my life right now. This is where I'm at. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm anyway. I'm going to make wings and have a bunch of unnamed Tennessee and either go to the <laughs> unnamed sports cognac, bar or just, dude. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Tennessee, that's great. Tennessee's a name. <laughs> that's fine. 
<laughs> uh, I, I'm going to like go to the sports bar, yeah. have wings and drink and watch, watch, watch the game, maybe go out after, make a couple of new friends, you know, whatever. Yeah. You're like, I have a screaming infant. Yeah. This morning I had to change. I had to, res- I had to change two recessed lights. I had to go get paint samples for this accent well that we're working on. Go an accent wall. It's just, yeah, this is my life. This is my life. I actually am happy. I am so happy. I love my life. I am just the happiest person in the world. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'm miserable, so, see, so maybe you're right. Maybe there's, maybe you got it better than I do. <laughs> <laughs>